you've dialed up the Pac-Man podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. That's what Pac stands for. I'm your host, Ted Flint, and I just, I had to get this to you tonight. There's just so much news today and all this week, and a lot of it is focused on the elections in Virginia and New Jersey. We'll focus primarily on Virginia because these results, I think, are telling. As I mentioned in the last podcast, it could be a bellwether for next year's midterms. I, I, I'm not sold on it entirely because the American voting public is is fickle at best and things could change in, in uh, 12 months. But now that Glenn Youngkin has been elected the next governor of Virginia, the Democrats are in panic mode, and especially the media, which is just an adjunct of the Democrat Party anyway. Because when it comes to the issues voters most care about, the Democrats are getting crushed. But they don't care, as I mentioned, I think, last podcast. They have an agenda. They don't care if it matches with the agenda that the American people would want them to pursue. They have an agenda. It's climate change. It's uh, redistribution of wealth. It's uh, all these other issues that are they're really not even in the, in the top 10. The top three issues for Virginia voters this week, jobs in the economy, taxes, and education. And the voting was split along party lines when it came to those issues. Republicans care most about the economy, about education. The Democrats, it's COVID. That's all they, they fear COVID more than anything else. That's why state governments and government schools are forcing children to wear masks. Teachers, school administrators, nearly all of them Democrats, are afraid of COVID. And, you know, as an aside, I was reading a top Harvard epidemiologist is saying children should not wear masks or receive the COVID vaccines. You can read about it at worldnetdaily.com, WND.com. But one of the most important issues to voters right now is the economy. And it's in the dumpster. And Biden could care less. He's, he's clueless. You know, he's, he's off asleep at these, uh, these climate summits, nitwit he is. 40% of those surveyed an NBC poll like the way Biden's handling the economy. You know they're all Democrats. 57% disapprove. And on the COVID pandemic, he does a little better. Small majority, 51-47, like the way he's handling it. But that number's down from 69% approval in in April, but all the other issues, Biden is underwater. How he's handled national security, the border, other issues, he's in trouble. And his troubles are the party's troubles, and the party's troubles are ultimately America's troubles. The federal government has got to protect our border. That's the main reason we have a government, to protect us from outside attack. Anyway, the NBC poll is devastating uh, for Democrats next year, I hope. And all these issues, which party do you think would do a better job, the Democrat Party or the Republican Party? And you start with the economy, 45% say the Republicans would do a better job, 27% say Democrats. Controlling inflation, a huge advantage for Republicans, 24 points. National security gives the GOP a 21-point advantage. On dealing with border security, you know, obviously, Republicans Big advantage, 27 points on dealing with crime, 22 points with immigration, nine points. But last year, the Democrats had a six point advantage. Go figure. So, I mean, Republicans are in I think they're in good shape for the midterms next year. Uh, but there's one thing uh, and we'll finish up here on the election in, in Virginia. The the uh, the media totally ignored a very historic night. First black woman was elected lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia. No mention of it that I knew of on on CNN. I watched CNN for a little bit this morning. Uh, there's this woman, Winsome Sears. She is a rock star. 
first generation Jamaican American. She would say American of Jamaican descent, and she would be right. She's an American. She's proud of it. She said, this country has given me so much. I'm willing to die for this country. It's unbelievable what's going on here. And the media is totally ignoring it. There's a photo with her. I don't know what kind of, it's a semi-automatic, I believe. A photo with her, it's gone viral. I mean, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions by now have, have seen this. She is a Marine. She is a conservative. And I mean, I love it. Her whole family was uh, at her acceptance speech last night. It, Republicans, sw the Republicans swept Virginia. Governor, Lieutenant Governor, the House of Delegates. And this is historic. I mean, Virginia went twice for Obama by small margins. But they went for Obama twice. They, uh, Biden beat uh, Trump by 10 points last year. And this is, uh, I'm telling you something, this is great news. New Jersey, that's another matter. I mean, the uh, Republican candidate, I can't think of his name, had a, has a long Italian name. Uh, he was up by, according to one report, by 42,000 votes right before midnight with 98% of the precincts reporting. After midnight, I don't know how much later, not much later, unless they made a mistake on the first report, it was 87% of precincts reporting, and his lead had shrunk to 1,600. So the Democrats do their dirty business, you know, after midnight. That's when the devil does his, his work anyway, when the lights are out, in the cover of darkness. So I'm not, I'm not sure that uh, Murphy's going to hold on. He's a Democrat. Uh, the Republican is in, I think, in the driver's seat, but we'll see. Who knows? We, we saw what happened last year with the Democrats with their funny business in the presidential election. But I think the reason Republicans swept in Virginia is because people are outraged by the state of, of public education. They're tired of, of rising crime, property crime especially, theft. I mean, even in, uh, even in San Francisco, I was reading today, a very pro uh, progressive city, there is a backlash. I mean, I, you can't get any more blue than San Francisco. It's so blue, it's red, if you get my drift. These people are communists out in San Francisco. They've had enough. And, I mean, when you look at a couple of the, the highly divisive cultural issues, public safety and public education, even voters in this exceedingly progressive city, San Francisco, have told their elected leaders that the rhetoric, this all this high-minded rhetoric is not enough. Do something. They're frustrated. And, and I'm not going to bore you with the San Francisco politics. There's a report here. And I think Republicans, if they pick up any seats in San Francisco, now that's a story. Voters in Virginia are tired of the Marxism, which is really critical race theory. This notion that all whites are, are oppressors, all people of color are the oppressed. It is nothing but it's racism. And it's being peddled to our children. It's being peddled to the children in Virginia. And the people in Loudoun County said, you know what? That's it. We're not taking any more of it. We're not going to pay for it, pay to have our kids indoctrinated with this filth. Not just critical race theory, but this, as I mentioned, this highly over-sexualized curriculum, this transgender communism that they're being force-fed. It's, it's over. You're seeing a turning of the tide. There is a huge rebellion going on across this country. And maybe the pandemic brought it on. And uh, let's hope it did. I think you're going to see some changes, not just in Virginia, but around the country, even in our own school board. I think people are finally waking up to what's happening at our local school board. And I'm not just talking about the, uh, the, the mascot issue either. People are finally waking up to the fact that Democrats have been running this, our local district here, for too long. Two or three of these, well, a couple of these guys are now out. 
we toss them out, put two pro-mascot, two conservative Republicans on the school board. But two of these other guys, they've got to go. This one guy, former president, he was pre- board president for, I think, five years, caused a lot of trouble. And I'll, we'll talk about it at length in a, in a future show. But I think the, the issue here is that the pandemic is on a lot of people's minds, obviously. It's on Republicans' minds as well. But the top issues in Virginia, and I think Republicans around the country, it's jobs, taxes, the economy, and, uh, and illegal immigration, and education. It's not climate change, folks. It's not, you know, joining the Paris Peace Accords or, uh, you know, getting back into the Iran nuclear deal. Those aren't, that's not what people are talking about. That's the, do you talk about that at, at the dinner table? I don't talk about that. I talk about the price of bacon, nine bucks a pound for some, for some brands of bacon. People care about the pocketbook issues. They always have and they always will. Back on this uh, election in Virginia, the, uh, the Hollywood elite and I, I dare call them elite. They're not elite. They're anything but elite. But they're flipping their lids over this uh, Republican sweep in Virginia. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, not that I care what she thinks or says, but she said, we're effed. We being, you know, the progressives. America's not effed. America's in the, in the driver's seat. What these people, who they really hate is not Trump or conservatives, but it's you and me. We are standing in their way. As Donald Trump said at one of his, one of his rallies, he said, it's not me, folks. I'm just, it's you they're after. I just happen to be in the way. And that was well put, I thought. But these Hollywood personalities, we know they're narcissists, most of them. They're elitists and they're, they are of white privilege. They would say that we're, you know, anybody who's mm-hmm. a conservative Republican is exercising white privilege. But they're actors. And I like a lot of these guys, too. So when uh, McAuliffe, who's a liberal Democrat and a Clintonista, he's a horrible candidate. But when he lost, you know, O'Donnell said what she said on social media, fascism is alive and well in America. That's from Rosanna Arquette. Who's Rosanna Arquette? She hasn't done anything in 20 years. Cher uh, claimed it's, it's difference between democracy and dictatorship, whatever that means. She's illiterate. I love it when Hollywood gets upset. They were <laughs> with Alec Baldwin and, and, and the some of the people I mentioned when they found out Trump won the election. They just had a meltdown and a major meltdown again uh, today. Hollywood celebrities they let loose with a collective wail, as World Net Daily put it, a wail of despair after the uh, big Republican sweep in Tuesday's elections. And uh, the report cites uh, social media. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, we mentioned what she had to say. Share Jeffrey Wright, Sophia Bush, Bradley Whitford. Now, I like Bradley Whitford's work. He was in the West Wing and some other, uh, he was uh, he was Josh in the West Wing. You know, very talented actor. He's not very astute, I should say, when it comes to politics. And I'll just, I'm looking for his quote. Whitford reached probably as far as anybody could reach. He accused the GOP of embracing racism. There it is. That's all they've got. Republicans are racist. Conservatives are racists. As the former Democrat, uh, I can't think of his first name, Terrell, Leo Terrell, said on Fox this week, he said, racism, the race card is dead. If Democrats play the race card, you know they've got nothing else. And they've got nothing else. That's all they can say. Conservatives are racists. And that's what Whitford said. They're embracing racism, the GOP. Even though it's leftists who promote critical race theory, which teaches everybody that whites are racist. They make no sense. I mean, Whitford, is Whitford aware that the lieutenant governor of Virginia, lieutenant governor-elect, is a black woman, a Republican black woman. 
Is he not aware of that? Josh Gad, who worked on Frozen, I don't know who, who he is. I mean, he voiced one of those characters, warned about burning down the entire house. They're going to try to burn down the house? Let, let them try. Wendell Pierce, who's in an Amazon production, said it was because of the prejudices of ordinary people. That's a shot at you and me, the, middle, the working class people. They, of course, avoid rational argument. That's us. We're not smart enough to rationally argue these issues. I'll, I'll, I'll debate anybody, anytime, anywhere on any issue. And I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm not boastful. I'm just saying that I've done this for a long time. I know the issues, A to Z, backwards and forwards. And if I don't care, if, I'm not that these Hollywood people care about what I have to say, but I mean, it's, okay, I just got a message from my wife. He wasn't Wilford Brimley either. I don't know what that means. This is, I find this unbelievable. You see, you see why people are ticked off about public education? There was a teenager in Louisiana, 16 years of age, injected with a COVID vaccine on a recent school day, despite his parents not granting permission. That's not a decision to be made by the state, in this case, the local school district. That's a parent's decision. The child is underage. He's not 18. This boy was given a dose of Pfizer October 20th at East Jefferson High School in Louisiana, according to a COVID-19 vaccination record reviewed by the Epic Times. A parent's signature is required for anybody 17 or younger who wants a COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to the Louisiana Department of Health. What we have is a parent who has had her parental rights stolen. That's according to the lawyer representing the family. So the signature of Jennifer Ravane, the mother, can be seen on a vaccine consent form, but the family's lawyer said she did not sign it, nor did her son forge her signature. So who signed it? If they find out a school official did this, they got to they got to send this person out on their behinds. So the boy, I guess initially he thought he was signing up to get a vaccine at a later date, and he planned to discuss it with his mother. That's according to the lawyer. When he learned that the shots were happening at that time, he felt, I mean, he was pressured. He was, he's 16. He got the shot. This is unbelievable. They should sue that school district and fire some of these administrators in that district. This is what's going on around the country, and this is why people are ticked off about what's happening in their local school districts, and that, they're not going to stand for it. There's going to be some trouble here, and hopefully the, uh, this uh, difference of opinion is, uh, is uh, resolved peacefully, hopefully. In some cases, though, it's not being resolved peacefully. That's why the FBI, and that's another thing. The FBI, under the uh, direction of the Attorney General of the U.S., is now being advised to, you know, assist local law enforcement if some of these school board meetings get out of, out of hand, which some of them have. But this administration, the Biden administration, is looking on you and me as somehow we're domestic terrorists, some of us. We can't control our emotions. We need to be kept in check because we just need to sit back and let things happen, let these people indoctrinate our children, and we're going to sit there and like it and pay for it. Well, I'll tell you what, things, things are going to change in this country one way or the other, and we have to start at our, our local district. Make sure you know what's happening in your local, local school district. That's all we have time for, folks. If you want to listen to this podcast, you can listen to it on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and, of course, the BMG Network. It's the Pac-Man podcast. I'm Ted Flint. We do this once, twice a week, you know, as we see fit. Uh, definitely once a week. 
And uh, we have a host of fine shows there, very talented people on our uh, website. You can check them out, the bmgnetwork.com. Ken Burns has his own show up there. KC with Set Apart, the Adrian Ross Show, and, and this program, uh, the Pac-Man Podcast. If you want to get in touch with me directly, it's pacman at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase, pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N. Thanks for tuning us in, and if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.